The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Hi, welcome to Past Yet Present. I'm Marilyn Kapp, spiritual medium and author of Love is Greater Than Pain. Those who passed share our need for love, understanding, and resolution. Together, we go from communication to collaboration. Welcome once again to Past Yet Present. Today, we're going to talk about joy. Yeah, it might be the last thing you're thinking about, because if you're tuning into this, your heart is probably hungry for somebody to hug. Your ears are probably thirsty to hear their voice. And I'm getting some pressure right above the nose and behind the eyes, and that's the tears that are uncried. And when when we love and somebody we love so much has, has gone out of body, even if we're happy for them because their situation is better, they were in rough shape physically maybe, maybe they were mentally not okay and suffering, even if we feel some relief for them, we don't for ourselves because we love that. We, we love them. And even if there's relief for ourselves because we're not caretaking anymore, what would we give for just another day? So it sounds kind of absurd to talk about play, but play and whimsy and food fights, yeah, don't use spaghetti popcorns better, all those things that are in good spirits, not in mean spirits, and playful, well, those things will help trigger and raise our vibration in ways that maybe we can't do it because we're grieving so hard. One of the big things that's come through so many times is the universe provides and downloads so much here for us to use for our expansion and um, release of angst. Let's take, for example, grim fairy tales. Yeah, they're grim. They're pretty grim. They get eaten. They get abandoned. They're like, you know, the breadcrumbs. It's, it's re- I used to sit there as a kid and think, what the hey? Really? We're supposed to fall asleep now? There's a reason why there's a generation of insomniacs, believe me. And then we have all these wonderful movies. Yeah, you know, um, fortunately for me, and this will tell you how old I I am, I think my first movie experience was um, 101 Dalmatians. And as nasty as that is, at least it isn't as grievous, well, for a time. But but Bambi, let's talk about Bambi. Who really wants to sit their kid down and put them through that kind of emotional trauma. You know, Disney, they like to kill the parents right away. Well, you know, what I've downloaded, and it it was news to me, but the brilliance of it, there are a lot of talented people who have stories in their heads and great writers, and I'm not taking away anything from their artistry. No, it's from them. Of course it is. But we have been guided, some of us, to provide the universe with something that has a greater cause than what we know. It isn't just to entertain. And, and of course, we know these things are to open us up emotionally. But when you have something like Bambi or some such thing, a kid, you know, kids are pretty perceptive. And kids who are dealing with a change in their world where somebody they love has gone out of body... They're, they're watching and they feel the angst, they feel the pain of the people around them. Don't forget, the closer we are to our childhood, 
the closer we are to the authenticity of deciphering energetic language, the, the less likely we are to push it away so that our heads can, you know, make sense of everything. So these kids are feeling the pain of those around them, but they have a sense of loss. Of course, we're not, this is different from they are lost there with us, but they have a sense of loss on the physical plane, especially for sibling. How, how would a kid even know how to process something like that? And especially if, you know, if, if, they're, if they're too young to really express it, it's going to come out behaviorally and in grief. If they're old enough to express it, maybe they're afraid to, or it's just too hard. Maybe it's too deep. Maybe, well, we all know what it's like to be speechless. It's interesting to me because a podcast is all about speech. It's all about words. But what we're doing here is so beyond the words, it's about the energy. Because this podcast, and I'm sure many, 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 many others, it's an energy transmission. And it's to take in on whatever level you would like. Use it as a healing tool if you would like. Share it if you would like. Don't use it if you would like. Whatever feels right to you. How, whatever makes your heart sing. Because there's a gathering here of souls that are saying that if you're listening to this, you're taking responsibility to want the heart to emanate and be in that place of acknowledgement where love is continuous and collaborative. And of course, we live on the physical plane and everyone can tell you it's an illusion, but you know what? When someone pinches you, you feel it. When you trip, you fall down and we bleed. So we're on the physical plane and grief is grief. It's a very real thing. So there's Bambi. There's Bambi so the kid can cry and cry and cry and physically let off that steam so that they can move forward physically with some relief. You know how many times people have channeled in, my kids weren't okay, and I was in such grief myself, I didn't know how to be present. You know, we, we don't need to beat ourselves up over it. It happens. This happens to us. I've, I've noticed, and oh my, my goodness, how, do you, how I don't understand. It's one day at a time, one moment at a time, and the strength that has to be mustered, the strength that has to come to be present for those we love. I think that um, what I've heard out there is sometimes our loved ones out there are so grateful when the loved ones here have to, you know, take responsibility and help others, help others. You know, it's sometimes I, I noticed this with, um, it's, it's an analogy and it might not be an exact one. I remember when I was diagnosed with, with cancer and the expectation was grim. And I didn't want to upset anybody. I just wanted to, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to be a doubter. You don't want to, you know. So even people who are ca carrying such grief, you know, I remember a couple of months after my mother passed or back many years ago when my dad passed, months could go by, but man, it can hit you like a punch in the stomach and it can close your chest and it can feel like your throat closes up and you can't talk. It's what we do in the physical plane. What a wonderful thing to have a Bambi or some such, you know, in quotes, entertainment to help people release. And, you know, if you go sit there with your kid while they're crying through some such movie, usually the parent will start crying too, realizing that their child has such a tender heart, whether there's been a loss in the family or not, 
It really is and can be a segue to those deeper emotions that maybe we, as the oldsters, have been taught not to feel so, fear, that we fear. See, they're, they're a malapropping because I'm hearing so many words at once, fear and feel at once. So that could be a tool for us. We sit down with the kid and the kid's sobbing and we go hug them because it's a tender moment and we want to love and protect and we want to be there for them. And then maybe we break down too and, oh God, isn't that a wonderful thing? When we have that pain in our heart to let it go. It's a responsibility that we need to do for ourselves, but we can help our children with it. Even if you haven't been able to, even if you feel like you can't right now, Know that there are tools out there, and at some point, you know, we are all walking together, holding hands, wanting to heal, wanting to integrate some collaborative communication, even if we don't know that's what we want, but it's, it's what we can have. And if we can't have what we want, you know, if somebody, a kid just said to me, if you're dying of thirst and you want a soda, but you have a glass of water, you know what you're going to do? And you're going to drink that water. And it's going to be the best water, and that is what will sustain you. It's clear, and it's magical, and how do you even define it? Because it's there. And that's the love. The love is like water. It's like air. It's one of the primary things. So, you know, water, you can say, oh, that's tangible. I can jump in it. Well, air, we live in it. We bathe in it. We know it's tangible. Love, love vibrationally, we know. We know there's the love you have for your animals. Oh, God, that's so easy, isn't it? Especially, well, no, not especially if they tore up your shoe, but, you know, we understand their frustration because they can't speak the way we can and they want to tell us things. So do little kids. Especially little kids, you know, they, they grow up. And one of I found one of the most fun times in, in a child's development is they're learning words, but all of a sudden comes that day where they say, you know, I think with our kids, one of them it was we had gone to the zoo the day before, and big eyes and lion, and you know they're remembering something. They don't know how to tell you yet. You know, they've been remembering all along. They know what they did yesterday. They think about it. They just didn't have the languaging. It's important for us to remember that it's very similar out there. People who go out of body are going back to the energetic languaging. They have to practice. They have to get, you know, it is our universal and original language. Yes, it is. But we've been in body. And sometimes the trauma of going out of body or more, even more so, the trauma of the people around us as a result of going out of body or even leading up to going out of body can shift the dynamic for the person and their number one thing is to help us, to help us come back to that energetic and that balance, but while still releasing grief, while still releasing it. <laughs> a lot of parents out there, a lot of kids too, have talked about if there's a situation where it's a health situation and the person who is about to transition has really tried in whatever way possible to stay. And kids, oh boy, do they try. Parents tell them to be strong. And we tell our oldsters to be strong too. We all want to be strong. We all want to stay here. We want to figure it out. But if we can't, and if it's if it's part of the, the, the deal in, in whatever way that we're going out of body, a lot of people, they, they, they channel in. You lied to me before I left. What? I didn't lie to you. Oh, yes, you lied to me. You told me you'd be okay. 
You know, we're not okay. Of course we're not okay. Flat out lie. But we tell them that we'll be okay because we know we'll have to learn to be okay. And it's how we uphold and it's how we carry and it's how we love and it's how we expand and how we take responsibility. And it's beautiful to do so. Sometimes we carry them in ways that aren't as healthy. We can carry extra burdens, you know, illness, um, however it manifests sometimes as, as weight, too much, too little. There are different ways we look to carry in the physical. What we really, really can tune into is the energetic. All these things are normal that we do. There's all kinds of things. I remember being so flat out shocked when I literally felt that the rug was pulled out from under me. The days following my mother's passing, I kept tripping or falling sideways. My equilibrium was gone. I didn't know how to walk the earth without my mother in it, whether she was well or not well, or cognizant or not cognizant. And she wants to remind me to tell you whether she had dementia or not, because her soul was present and we could still communicate in that way. It's jarring. Even when you you lie and say you're going to be okay, even when you believe you're going to be okay, and even when you thoroughly know, even, even if it's a child, that we've gone so far that the body can't sustain. It's very heavy for us in body because we're in body and we want them that way. How do we best teach our babies when they come in to communicate? We smile, we giggle, we tickle, we dangle things. It's all about the energy. We say all kinds of words and all kinds of voices and all kinds of, you know, we do all kinds of things. Do you know what they're responding to? Yeah, color is great. Different range of voices, it's great. It's the energy. Somebody hears a siren, they're not going to react the same way because for we, that triggers worry for us. Whenever I hear a siren, I send a prayer out to whoever it is. I've heard people channel in that those strangers, because we're, we're all connected, those prayers going out to them in a time of need help lift them, whether they got to stay here or for the ones I hear from, from the ones who didn't, it matters. A spare thought, a, a, a throwing a flower, throwing a kiss is never wasted anywhere. So how many times do we kiss these babies? How many times do we pick them up and throw them in the air and how much fun we have? And the energy is buoyant and fun and magnificent. And at whatever point, if your situation has a child who transitions back to the spiritual plane, what will best help them acclimate? The same thing. Now don't forget or feel guilty about whether or not you can help in that way, because when they go back, the table is set and there is a grand reunion. And even if they're so young that they don't know the family here on the earth plane, you bet they do out there. Do you know how many times, I don't even know how many times, I channel in from somebody who says, yes, I held your son or I held your grandson before they even came in. And if you watch them, they look over your head and they smile and laugh at me with full recognition. Yes, they do. They're having soul memory of before they came in. So babies come in with that. When we go out, we have all the memory of what we had on the physical plane with our guides, with divine consciousness expanded in light and with those who went before us there to help us. And do those people who are in that position grieve? Yes, they do. Not death. Oh no, because there is no death. 
They grieve the opportunities. I just channeled for a wife whose husband is still saying, I still want you to channel to travel. Oh God, yeah, she channels. Again, double, double. I I want you to travel and channel at the same time. Because she is able to pick him up now. In in channel wise. He he says, I'm pretty light in terms of if you meant it physically. But he comes in and he still wants her to expand and do the things that he wanted to do with her. Is he disappointed that he can't do it in body? Yeah, he said that lasts a few minutes. And then you realize that a couple of things about your loved ones, you kind of size things up, he's saying, and you figure out you want them to have what they would have had and whether they go with friends or whether they're open to a new love or whether they should take the other kids or whether, however it is, they're looking at what they anticipated. And I know for parents, they grieve so much for what they anticipated for their child and that their child will not have the opportunity to do on the physical plane. They grieve that, a good part of it is because we're grieving it. Maybe it was not part of their agenda. Maybe it was. Maybe you have a child who who is looking forward to something and you feel robbed for them. Maybe it doesn't feel that way at all. But the thing is, there's a higher up something going on and we grieve and we cry. And they do too because they would have liked to have done those things with us. But they extend right into how can they best help us because you see, they're not suffering the way we do. They see us, they sit on the couch next to us. Um, they can cheat and tell you at our house it would be who won at Jeopardy. Or if you watch those singing and dancing shows, they can cheat and tell you who won there. If you like spoilers, they can help. They can agitate the dog. They can do all kinds of things to get our attention. We still need to grieve. But to go back to play, if we understand that we need to grieve on the physical plane, truly, truly allow it, feel it, no embarrassment. And it isn't about God help anyone who tells us otherwise, but God help them because they just don't get it. And that's what, well, that might be an easier place to go. But what you're doing is clawing through, lying around in, wading through so much. And you know what? Especially if it's a kid and some older folks too. I got some really feisty grandpas out there. In terms of just sleight of hand and magic tricks, my father liked to do magic tricks for um, the kids we love next door and for us, you know, listening kids next door. At any rate, it's about whimsy. It's about love. And even in our grief and not denying our grief and not compartmentalizing, understanding it, Let's focus on the importance of play. What does it mean to play? What does it mean to have whimsy when you're just not feeling it? I'm not telling you to, you know, drag yourself and, and do what totally goes against. Please listen to what's going on for you. This is an offering for integration. This is an offering of a whole bunch of souls in a whole bunch of light that want to help very specifically their own loved ones and everyone. It's interesting. Um, there's a wonderful, wonderful group called Helping Parents Heal. And um, it's a non-denominational group where the belief is that our children do survive the transition 
and it's all about communication. They have compassionate listeners and mediums. Basically, if, if whatever support you need, they're the ones. And um, a young man just, two young men just came in. And, um, you know, it's interesting because, as, as I've mentioned before, I don't remember what I literally channel. But what's happening here is the person will come in and say, remember when you did this? And I'll go, yeah. And the whole thing comes flooding back because when, when I'm in this state, then I feel it and I know it. And the deal with divine consciousness is unless there's a reason for it to help somebody, um, I won't be picking it up because I don't want to be invasive and I, I don't want to get all up in your business. But if there's an offering or something that can be expanded or healed, yes, absolutely yes. So we're not trying to be invasive in any way. We're downloading. But what happens is what we can bring in, what we download for ourselves very often is for someone else. I can feel these kids moving all around and they're pushing other kids forward. So these two young men want to come in and talk about an episode of um, Helping Parents Heal. We're doing a Zoom meeting and I was channeling. And um, it's interesting. I can feel so many souls gathering. For me, it feels like they're on my right-hand side and kind of to the right and then in back and just filling in that space. And eventually it could become a whole circle, enough kids, and they bring their grandpa and they bring sometimes the souls that are waiting to come in. Ah, that's going to be fun stuff to talk about too. We'll get on that sometime. But the thing is that sometimes these souls will jockey for position and be so pushy to get through because their parents are suffering and they need, they need, they need to do it to get any kind of relief to their parents. And I can feel that. And I can feel sometimes they're pushing each other to allow others. They're very kind out there, you know. When there's a group, there are so many kids out there that help other kids in groups. There's so much therapy out there, and kids are sometimes the teachers. It's very hard to leave a family that you want to stay with and who desperately want you to stay, and sometimes there isn't a choice because the body will not support, and the kid feels bad. And the parent sure as hell doesn't want the kid to feel bad. It's out of love that they ask them to stay, you see. So once they're out of body and they're surrounded by love and support groups and other kids who have been through it that they might not have even known here to understand that, of course, it would be their heart's desire to accommodate their parents' wishes. And maybe that was part of their lesson, to learn how much and how well they love and how beautiful it is. They didn't leave because they don't love enough. And do we understand the agenda? Sometimes not until we're out there to meet them and love them. And then it takes time to know sometimes, and they're not allowed to steal our growth, but they can help support us as we expand. And our birthright, our birthright is energy language that is shared. You know, you know how to talk to your dog. You know how to talk to your cat. <laughs> they might not listen. Your bird might know how to talk to you. <laughs> they're having fun out there. We learn how to energetically get it across. Again, with babies, they don't understand what you say. Hey, I have to go take out the garbage, so wait a minute. You think they know what you're saying, but they can feel something reassuring. Hey, blah, 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 blah. 
And maybe they do know. Maybe they do remember the language. Maybe that's a well-kept secret because they can't talk back to us. Maybe we're just not getting it at all. But whatever it is, energetically, they pick up. So if we go back to our primary language, and our primary language, when you're born and you're wet or hungry or in pain, you cry. Vulnerability. You cry. Back to the primary language. Somebody you love so much is not there for you to touch and help and do for? You cry. How can you not? And if you can't cry, <laughs> Bambi's waiting for you to cry over his mother so that he can help you. Is Bambi a boy? I don't know. At any rate, these tools are there because we need to open up and allow. And it's only when we open up and allow our grief that our bodies can start to go back to a higher frequency. So here's what we need to know. We're walking hand in hand with our loved ones who are adjusting out of body because, yeah, it is beautiful out there. Yeah, all the loved ones are out there. Yeah, they know there is no death. But they're aligned with us. And we don't need to feel guilty in our pain. We have the pain. But the pain, here's what every kid, basically every kid I've ever channeled says. I only cry when you cry. Now, does that mean you shouldn't cry because you don't want to make them unhappy? No, quite the opposite. You need to cry to release the pain on the physical plane, even as you're moving forward in your soul relationship. Divine likes to remind us that if it's a child that has transitioned in your life, you walked the earth before they came in, before they were born. When they would, as the old timeies like to say, when they were, they were just a sparkle in your eye. Or however they came in, you didn't have them in the physical plane when you were a kid. You've already lived a good number of years. If you, know, you have to be you know, of age to have a kid, they're out of body. They've, they're part of your soul group and they've been out of body. As Alan says, and Alan is um, the one who came up with the name Love is Greater Than Pain. He, he channeled in that it's, it's the only way, it's the only choice. Love has to be greater than pain because it's only because you've loved so much that you have the pain. If you didn't love so much, there wouldn't be so much pain, right? So back to, <laughs> they're laughing out there. There are so many kids who want to talk, and they just said to tell you this, and I recognize it's a little true, and I, I, it's, it's pretty cool in a way, but I want to say welcome to my world, because channeling, when you're channeling one-on-one, -on -one, their loved ones gather, and they're talking, and they're jostling for position, or usually they're very polite, and they let other people go first, and you hear more than one person. But here doing this, it's a little bit more like helping parents heal where all these kids are coming in. Tons of kids are coming in. And so in that situation, and in this situation, where we're just opening up the podcast to whatever souls want to come in, to the people who are listening, and maybe you know who you are, and all of a sudden you get that wave when your kid is saying something for you, because that's what's happening here. And maybe you don't. Maybe you don't feel it that way. 
Maybe you get the wave, maybe you don't. But it's all aligned with intention. And that's all you need to have. No matter how stopped up your emotions are or how messed up you might feel with spilling them all over the place, it all comes down to intention. We want to ease their angst So if heaven is heaven and it feels wonderful, if they cry when we cry, but we need to cry, notice right now, many of you right now can feel, especially if it's a child out of body, their hand on the top of your head, about an inch higher. Let yourself feel it. Let yourself feel that energy. And since we're playing and allowing them in, take a deep breath. We clothe ourselves in a robe of light composed of the love, the power, and the wisdom of divine consciousness. We wear it not only for our own protection, but also so that those who see it or come in contact with it will be, divine, will be drawn to divine and healed. Why am I laughing? Because right now, you're so surrounded with light, you don't need to do this to monitor and make sure that it's only divine light that's coming in. You're covered. It's to remind you that when you do it, take a breath, notice how you feel. People out there want to play with you and you might not be feeling very playful. And if you're not, be honest. If you can't do it, can't do it. But you know what? Picture the person you love just giving you a little side poke. Picture them just giving a little tiny karate chop to the neck. I just got it on the right hand side. I'm right here. I'm right here. And I'm going to be a pain in the neck. That's why they chose that. It's interesting, as as I get older and the channeling becomes faster, um, they're always teaching me faster blueprints almost to use. And I rely on words less and I rely on vision less, physical. And I rely on energetic transmission. (laughs) And again, it goes fast, so I malaprop, again, my favorite word. Um, Yeah, well, love's bigger, you know, that. But it's really fascinating. There's no right way for it to come in. I can tell you all the different ways I would, I would have it come in and not understand it. One time I was so grouchy and we couldn't figure out why that my husband went and he took the obits. This is going back like 40 years ago. It's like somebody must have died and she just doesn't know it yet. And, you know, five minutes later, the phone rings. My aunt had passed. Now, the aunt that passed before her, she came and visited me during the night and I thought, oh, okay. And I got it. This one, it was out of the blue. Did I love this one less? Ah, it's interesting. If you look at aunts, the one who came and visited was the one who was married in, and the one who who I was shocked and didn't know was blood-related. So what does it all mean? I don't know. Probably means whatever it means to you in that circumstance. But the thing is that no matter how adept we are at this or not, when it comes to personal, it's going to be personal. And we're going to get in our own way, screw up in our heads, or at least me. Maybe there are people out there who can download and and really be in that place. But I find being human is honoring, like we said, being patient with ourselves in the same way we were patient with them when we were teaching them things. And let's be patient with them now because enjoy, they're trying to teach us and learn what to do. Let's go over the signs What are some of the signs? Well, they play with frequency. If they could manifest and just, you know, dance with us, they would. In fact, they do some of that when we're sleeping because the vibrational level they have to expand to. You see, 
we're jumping around. They're very excited out there to share this. It's all, it's all physics. We vibrate at a higher frequency. I know I say this all the time, and you've heard it before. The people we love who have passed, the people we don't love, everybody who's out there, they vibrate at higher frequencies. It's like adjusting your FM dial. They said FM because these kids are super hip. Um, they don't want news radio. They want FM, if you remember back in the day. And maybe they're still playing the good alternative music. But we turn the dial. We set the stage. And we have to acknowledge where we are in the physical body and the grief we're feeling. So again, we have said the words, fake it till you make it. But it really isn't. Your brain might think that, but the heart does not. Take a breath. Feel the knowingness of the heart. Just just pretend you're flicking that brain right out of the way. Yes, lovingly, it guides us. It's supposed to sort things out for us and make things easier, not block our truth. The brain's a wonderful instrument, but when the experts tell you, you know, I, I remember back in the, what, 50s, 60s or whatever, there was this, this male doctor who wrote the book on bringing up baby, and all these mothers were really, and you have to schedule and you have to do this, and I'm sure there's some merit in some of it, but you know what? When an expert, um, and you know, we don't even have to talk about the male-female part of it, but is telling the mom what, above her instinct what to do. We have to realize that that's been happening for us, and we've been trained that way, and maybe we came in to set the world right, to absorb that stuff and say no. Maybe it helped. Maybe Maybe we got fed on time. Who knows? But the thing is that there are so many ways where the experts want to tell us how, how far we should go. And if we're going too far, then the brain is, oh, then you're not really that smart. Let me tell you a wonderful, beautiful word, epigenetics. The soul carries so much. Do you know that I've been channeling for years, 25 years at least, that physical DNA is only the beginning and that's that emotionally spiritual DNA is there and it can be measured. Well, science is catching up and that's delightful. It's wonderful. And we can play with it in a more expanded way. But does that mean it didn't exist before the scientists said so? You know, you already know. Most people on the earth plane come from trauma. We have Holocaust background in our family and you think of the similarities with Native Americans, the the different, you know, experiences that people had coming to this country, whether it was voluntary or not. There's so much. We're a wounded, we're 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 a wounded society, but most likely other uh, unless, you know, you're in some pocket of some alternative how to live or are still in an indigenous culture, there's a lot that we're taught that goes against the gut instinct. And the gut instinct is we need joy. We do. We need to smile. And the most beautiful key to all of this, and that's why I really believe divine is divine, I'm so grateful they let me see what I see and hear what I hear, and I love to share it, but it's still a giant mystery. Why? Why is there so much pain? I don't think we signed up so much for pain, but to feel a void sometimes to see if we remember and call up the re-remembering of the soul. 
so that we can be a lighthouse and we can spread the light and spread the authenticity of what the soul desires, which is to love consistently, nonstop, and then to have challenges that we can't have out of body that are only presented to us on the physical plane so that we can learn who we are, how far we'll go to help others and ourselves. So you'll go pretty far. Yes, you will. And sometimes we feel we have to grieve forever because it's the honor way to carry them. No, you'll miss them every day. That's enough. You don't need to carry the grief. The grief is literally supposed to be dispersed in tears, in wailing and carrying on, in silence, but also in fits of laughter that you can't stop until your nose runs and you cry. Letting it loose from the physical body will release you to have all the memories. And don't worry, you'll still be upset. You know you will. Don't think you're letting go of that. You already know the answer to that. And this is channeled. I, I could not even imagine the audacity of a human giving instruction to another human who has been through any of these things. But channeled out there, these are the kids themselves who are telling you, wail away, do what you need to do. But remember something funny I did. Remember the time I made such a mess that you, you had to try to not show how funny it was and you had to pretend to be mad. Remember those, let them bubble up in your soul and come up. Let them come up like the biggest burp and out into the world and talk about it. Because that's how deep it is. And we're not letting it out. Because it's a way to hold on. You'll be holding on, you know why? There's a chorus of we'll be holding on to you. We are holding on to you. You can't get lost. You can't escape us. And if you want to break, it's okay. And don't forget, we're not watching private moments because, uh, blech, you know, we're not interested in that. There's a harmony that's happening despite your thoughts. There's an integration that's happening even if your responsibility in your brain says denial. It's happening whether you're picking it up or not because they're doing it. And their biggest frustration is when we don't pick it up. And you don't need to get upset with yourself and dig yourself a, digger, a bigger hole, a digger hole, yeah, diggity, diggity hole, because that's what one little kid said. You could keep diggity, diggity, digging. And you're just going to pull yourself away. Don't punish yourselves by being, you're supposed to grieve. And meanwhile, this is what we're doing. We're walking beside you, literally holding your hand, holding you up. Sometimes you hold us up. We have the advantage here and we feel sorry for you. We know we're going to meet again in the same vibrational field. But our hope is that we can have joy in the field we share every day in the interim. If we go to the vacation house before you, you don't need to sit in the dark. You can call us up. You can ask us. Even if you don't hear our words, 
You can feel us. And it matters to us how you are and what you're doing. It matters to us. Help us by allowing your grief. Help us by even if you're not sure yet, this really isn't faking it because we are not. Look up and say, I think I get it that you're trying. This is a collaboration with all of us. This is a collaboration. Open your heart to do it together. Let's go back to this Helping Parents Heal episode. Two young men are getting pushed and jostled to the front. One is totally pushing his friend, and the rest of the group gets it, and they're pushing them both to the front. The young man who pushed his friend well, I think he had already gotten through to his family. And he says, this is my friend. He always lets everyone go first. I can feel, this is an interesting thing happening. If, if um, you've channeled with me, you know that the emotion that comes through the person comes through me. So I am literally crying because I feel the one who got pushed to the front crying at the memory. And of course, that will come through me so you can hear it. He said he, he never, he never, he never would ask for himself, and he's my best friend. And he pushed him, and so that friend talked to his mother. And you know what his mother said? My son is out of body, and so is his best friend. And his best friend would speak for him and always push him forward. My son would hold back. And he always pushed for him to be recognized. And they are doing that now. He says he doesn't have to tell you any of the other red, any of the other things, the younger guy right here. He doesn't have to tell you what came through. It was all accurate and it was all for his mom, but he proved to his mom that his personality was still the same. And the reason, the reason they're bringing this up is sometimes we have a shy kid. Sometimes we have somebody who lets everyone go first. I often find myself saying before a personal session, you can ask for other people. Sometimes they're way too polite out there. And those are the sessions where they are polite and they're letting everyone go first. The neighbor down the street to get a message to their father. They'll do that. And it's beautiful. They share out there. We do too. The more we share, the higher the vibration. Support groups, if they help you to get the angst out and the grief out, it's wonderful. Support groups, where you hear them and you feel them, that's great. Something like Helping Parents Heal, it's a support group where they actively acknowledge that our kids are helping each other. I can feel that now. Michaela's here. Alan, the one who talked about love is greater than pain, is here. There is so much love. You need to know that our loved ones out there are surrounded by the family, the loved ones, but there are armies of people who have gone through similar situations, who are there to lift up your kids, your loved ones, so that they can look over the fence and know that eventually you will too. So go on your toes, look over the fence, and look up. And just say, I hear you. Even if you can't hear the noise audibly. Do you know I, I very rarely hear audibly? It's telepathic. I used to see more, but now I just close my eyes and know it's real because it's faster and they don't have to use up so much energy. I have a feeling you're doing that all the time. Take a breath and feel that. And know that they're with you. 
They are present. They are with you and actively wanting to help you. They cannot steal your growth. And if you need to have more grief come out, like I did with my mom before they can just, you know, if they start yakking to you the way that we really want and that's still in you as a physical splinter, we're not talking about the missing, we know what, what we know. The hearts, they're saying, we know. We're together always. But sometimes you need time for the grief to just happen. Do not further punish yourself if you need that. They're watching us and helping us in the best way possible for us. How can we return the favor? Look up and acknowledge with your heart, I know. And that puts you down the road with the right foot forward, with the guides, with divine consciousness, with protection. Number one, makes them happy out there. And it leaves room for kids to play because some of our best memories are playful. And the more you talk about that, the more you laugh about that, the happier they are because they want to be restored to that too because they grieve what they're missing with us though they're not missing us. You get it? I know I'm repeating it, but sometimes different kids say it different ways for different people. Your collaborators, so are your kids and so are all the loved ones out there. We together are collaborators. We are present. And we can look up, we can just smile, and we can acknowledge because we do know, our soul knows. And maybe that's all we need to do right now. And you can have fun with this because the kids sure want to. And sometimes all the responsibility you need is right here, right now, to be patient with yourself and with them as we all learn new ways to energetically communicate. Yeah, they're past, yet they're present, but we're present too. We are with them right here, right now. Throw them a kiss. Till next time. Thank you for sharing this energy and space. Together, we collaborate, raising the vibration for all. I'm Marilyn Cap, author of Love is Greater Than Pain, and you can find me at marilyncapp.com. Remember, the healing continues with those who are past yet present. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation Podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.